to come to uh, a very interesting topic. Our, uh, my friend um, Terence Zhao, uh, who is the president of uh, Shanghai Marine Services, uh, is going to talk to us about Chinese crews and uh, how they are ready exactly to be part of global shipping. Terence is our partner. Uh, Along with Columbia Ship Management, we organized together our conferences in uh, Shanghai and Singapore. So we're delighted he made the long trip to be with us, and he has a very exciting presentation to deliver. So don't go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, first, I thank Capitalink very much for giving me this opportunity uh, to speak here. Uh, okay, before I start my presentation, I would like to uh, introduce myself. Uh, I come from China. Uh, my background, I was with uh, Costco uh, for seven years, uh, working as a lecturer in Costco Marine College. So later on, I joined another uh, state-owned company, China Shipping Group, uh, responsible for this uh, crewing, supplying Chinese crew to international market. So in 2004, uh, I left China Shipping Group and established Singham Marine Services, uh, focus on Chinese crewing supplying to uh, international market. So I was given this topic, uh, saying that Chinese crewing ready for global shipping. So thanks to Nicholas, he didn't put a question mark uh, at the end. So whether they are ready or not, uh, so from my side, from my experience, I see uh, actually we are ready. Uh, uh, how, the question is that, uh, how good our readiness? So I would like to share my uh, experience and uh, my observation uh, with uh, the Greek uh, shipping industry. And at the end, uh, hopefully uh, you agree with me, uh, we are ready. Thanks. Okay, uh, let's go back to, to the past. So in 1994, uh, Lois List, uh, the first page, there was article talking about Chinese crew. The topic is that Chinese crew seems not ready in international market. It's a very long article, they talk a lot about how foreign employers had the negative experience in employing Chinese seafarers. At the end of the article, they made a conclusion. They see there's a long way to go for Chinese crewing to go to the international market. So in 1994, I was sent by my 
X company to Singapore. My job is knock the door of those ship owners and promote Chinese crew. So to be honest with you, that was a very tough time for me. So most of the foreign ship owners, you know in Singapore, there's many companies actually come from Europe, come from US. They set up their regional office in Singapore. But even in Singapore, there's many local shipping companies. You know, Singapore, there's a big population of Chinese. Many of the shipping companies actually are Chinese companies. But they threw me a lot of questions. They asked me a lot about Chinese Korean. So some questions for me also, it's very hard to answer. Even I answer, they may not be happy with my answer. So for me, that was really a very bad time. But after 23 years, we can see China has a big change. Uh, I believe you agree with me. The country has been changed. In a way, actually, the speed of the change is very fast. Same for Chinese Korean, what we can see in the past 23 years, we have a big transformation. So let's look at the history and the past first. You know, China, we have a, a very long coastal line, up to uh, 18,000 kilometers. Traditionally, we are a maritime country. So now, you know, in our industry, it's a very hot world, it's maritime silk road. So you look at the history, maritime silk road, the origin is in 111 BCE. First time China, we have a ships trading to Middle East. In the 15th century, as you know, we have a great guy, his name is Jing He. He led a big fleet of Chinese actress up to 200 vessels. He visited a lot of countries uh, up to east part of Africa and also the Red Sea area. So then you will see traditionally we are a maritime country. Uh, we are open to the world. But unfortunately, in our last dynasty, Qing dynasty, uh, the emperor afraid of the civilization from the Europe. So they closed the door again. So if you study the, the modern history of China, you will know about all the stories. But for me, it's not the time here to talk about more about this. Okay. You know, in China, in the past 30 to 40 years, we actually using a very different system. That means the central government, they plan everything for everybody. This actually is a copy of the Soviet Union system. So under that system, you look at the dictionary of Chinese, there's no such kind of a, what is a resignation? No. Everybody, we have a, a iron rice bowl. But most of the time, the bowl 
the rice is not good enough. Yeah. So that means the people cannot move. You attach to a company, you will be permanent employee. So similarly for Chinese seafarers, we attach to Costco, we are Costco men. Nobody think about our leave, uh, finding some other jobs. So most of the seafarers, of course, come from the eastern part of China, uh, the coastal area. So you know, in China, we started to open the door to the world in the late uh, 70s and early 1980s. So at that time, shipping industry also tried to get connected with the international uh, community. So, for Chinese seafarers, in 1997, Costco, they actually signed agreement with a Japanese shipping company. So, we sent 29 Chinese seafarers working on board these Chinese, uh, Japanese flagships. So, that was uh, the first time we have our Chinese crew working on board foreign ships. So, started from early 80s, the country is further opened and everything is reformed. We abandoned the planned economy. We actually, we start to learn from the West. We use market economy. Of course, we so-called Chinese style market economy, whatever is market economy. So market economy, that means supply and demand. So from there onwards, the whole country has been changed completely. And for the seafarers, gradually we will see, we don't have to stay my whole life with one company. We can go to the market, look for better employer, so that's why we see the whole Chinese shipping industry, including our green industry, has been totally changed. The game rule, because of the game rule change. So what we see in the last 25 years after 1992, so the market economy saw China emerging from a closed and land-oriented economy into a global maritime player. So in China, not only Costco, not only China Shipping. Gradually, we have more and more shipping companies. Of course, most of them still state-owned, but at least the number of our national fleet increased a lot. And also, this creates a huge demand on Chinese seafarers. So, this opportunity, at least for us, not only for national market, but also for international market. So then you can see uh, from 1992 to 2006, within what, 15 years, we have more and more Chinese seafarers working in the international market, foreign ship owners. Of course, we started from Hong Kong, from Taiwan, from Singapore, Japan, the Asian ship owners. But gradually, there's some European companies, they come to China, they want to try Chinese crew. Mm. So the number, of Chinese crew exported to international market uh, 
increased from 10,000 uh, increased to 40,000 in 2006. So what are the factors contributed to the increase of Chinese seafarers to global shipping? Then we see the, re the reconstruction of Chinese seafarers' work environment, labor experience, and employment relationships increase what we can see. These are one of the main factors. Now we have the crew market. Uh, so the crew are uh, not a permanent employee of any state-owned company. They can resign. So the crew come to the market, they look for better prospects. So now in the market, we gradually have more and more crewing agency, uh, like our Singhai. So we, are like, we play a role like a broker. Uh, we actually promote Chinese seafarers to foreign employers. At the same time, we also encourage our Chinese crew, you go abroad. There's another word. It's, it's excellent. You must go and try. So this is another main factor actually make our Chinese seafarers working on both foreign ships uh, have a big uh, increase. But in the past, we have to see, at the beginning, most of Chinese seafarers working on both foreign ships uh, are the lower position. Uh, even for officers, most of Chinese officers, actually a cadet, uh, third officer, fourth engineer, uh, maximum second officer or uh, third engineer level. Because many Chinese, uh, many foreign shipping companies, they still need time to observe how Chinese crew can work on board their ships. Uh, and also, if you see the master chief engineer, the top four, they are foreigners. Actually, they mix together with our Chinese. For Chinese, this culture is still a shock. So then at that time, for Chinese farers working with other nationalities, uh, still uh, is, is a tough time. So also, because the, experience, uh, the previous experience is not very positive, even for those foreign shipping companies, they, they started to use Chinese crew, actually they still have some doubts. Uh, so this also uh, another big challenge for Chinese servers if they want to survive in such kind of environment. Of course, you know China is non-English spoken country. For most of the Chinese at that time, English is a big issue. Uh, uh, just for example, for me, before I went to Singapore, my English also very poor. But gradually, I work there, I live there, I have language environment, now I can speak English. But at that time, for most of the Chinese, we started to learn English from high school. But now it's different. Now we start learning English from primary school. So the younger generation, you can see they have a better English spoken. But it's not, it's now, it's not at that time. So that was see in the past, we have a lot of challenges uh, working on board foreign ships. Of course, in the past 20 over years, we have learned a lot, take a lot of lessons 
this all good because Chinese parents, we are hardworking, we are willing to learn, we are willing to adjust ourselves to a new environment, and actually we have no problem to work together with any nationalities. So that's why I see now uh, that situation has been much better. So just review the history and the past. Now my answer to this topic, yes, uh, we are ready. Uh, but of course, uh, I, I still can see there's some, some worries, especially uh, for European shipping companies. Uh, I, I uh, ever been to uh, Greece uh, uh, once. This is my second time here. I also met some friends, and uh, uh, at least when we talk about Chinese Korean, they still have some, some questions. Uh, so like, how's your system? How good your English now? And your culture, can you, actually your people can work with our culture? And how expensive your Chinese crew? Uh, are you cheaper or not? So blah, 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 a lot of questions. Then I just want to share with you uh, my opinion. Of course, here I cannot cover everything, but I try to, uh, to give some uh, facts and some reference and for your information. Uh, okay. So after 23, 25 years, let's look at the number first. So all these figures provided by our government, the Ministry of Safety Administration, MSC China, the, in a report we call China Seafarers Development Report. This report is annually, every year, on 25th of June, the World Seafarers Day. MSC will issue this report. From this report, you can find all the information. Okay, by end of year 2016, the total number of seafarers registered with MSC China stands at nearly 1.4 million, of which about 500,000 are foreign-going seafarers. The rest, nearly 900,000, is known foreign going. That means the coastal, coastal trading or the river. So you look at the number, the foreign going Chinese seafarers. Every year we have a steady increase. Of course, for inter international shipping companies, you are more interested on those Chinese seafarers working on board. Uh, foreign ships. Here's the number you can see. In, in 2007, we have only about 42,000 Chinese farers working on non-Chinese flag. So until now, about 10 years, now we have increased to uh, nearly 15, uh, 150,000 Chinese farers working on board foreign flagships. So Foreign shipping company, they may give the full set to Chinese from master until miss boy, the full set of Chinese, or half set, or mixed together with other nationality, uh, and also most of the foreign shipping companies, the big name, they prefer to train Chinese cadets, train them from the very beginning. Then gradually they will 
establish a very exclusive and stable pool of quality Chinese officers for them. So here's the number given by, uh, this is, is a result given by BIMCO Manpower Report 2015. You can see in terms of the number, including offices and ratings, uh, China is, is, is the biggest. For offices, uh, we are the biggest. For ratings, we are second to the Philippines. So you look at the China system. China agrees, uh, now we can see we actually fully implemented SGCW, the newest version, the Manila Amendment. So three years ago, EU committee went to China to audit the whole system of China. They have already issued uh, that approval. So here at least we have a 25 flag stage. We have signed uh, MOU with them to recognize uh, mutually or from one side we recognize Chinese certificate of competency. Okay, in 2015, China already announced the ratification of MRC 2006. It's already enforced uh, last November. So under MRC, all the Chinese seafarers, if they want to work in the international market, foreign flags, so you have to go through a so-called SRPS, uh, Seafarers Recruitment and Placement Service Organization. Currently, we have about 200 over SRPS in the market. And also, all the Chinese seafarers, military, they must join our social security system. That means, on top of the salary, employer have to contribute certain uh, amount of money as a social security, we call the 5i system, old age, like the pension, uh, medical, industry, injury, unemployment, monetary, uh, these five insurances. So that means in a way, we, Chinese civilians has been protected even you, you are working on board foreign ships. So training and certification, MSC, they have a very complete, very good supervision system. It's an online system. So that means you just go through the com computer, log in MSC website, you can check all your certificates whether they are ready or not, expiry date, whatever. Uh, it's a very good system. Health. So in China, actually we have uh, about 200 hospitals already approved by MSC. They can issue the health certificate of virus. So in China, all these things, MSC, also the benefit of virus, uh, the government play a very important role. I'll show you the website of MSC website on the uh, right side. You can see, you go to this website, you can find all the information, especially for seafarers. Uh, this actually is a very convenient for our seafarers. So let's look at how good our 
education and training system. In China, we have about 10 plus universities. They are producing bachelor degree graduates, the cadets. The most famous are these five universities, Dalian, Shanghai, Jimmy, and Wuhan. So they produce really a good quality of cadets. We have about 30 over colleges producing the two years diploma cadets. A hundred over training centers providing all kinds of STCW training programs. So these are statistics for the fresh uh, students enrolled into maritime university of colleges. Then you can see in the peak hours in 2009, 2010, at that time we once reached about 46,000 students. You know, at that time, the whole shipping industry is booming. So, so many ships, heavily shortage of seafarers. So that's why many of the Chinese university, uh, they never conduct training before they also open the door, they also do the training. But until now, because now the market gradually come back to normal, then there's, you will see a drop of the new uh, enrollment of uh, students. But from last year, you can see the number gradually coming up. But even now, the number is not small. You compare with the, in 1998, we have only about uh, 4,700 students. But now, we have 15,000. That's still a big increase of the numbers. Okay, let's look at the current China maritime developments and us. So in China, uh, the major drive is still the government. So the establishment and implementation of a whole range of maritime policies and initiatives by China Maritime Safety Administration in these recent years have directly enhanced the acceptance of Chinese seafarers in the global shipping industry. Our maritime education and training are completely in compliance with international standard. Uh, we use IMO model course as a reference and ensure all our programs increase uh, can be uh, accepted by other countries, I mean the standard. Uh, so achieve the common international stance in every aspect of training. Uh, of course, in the Korean market, in the past, we have a very strict control over the Chinese various if they want to work on board foreign ships. Uh, we have an exit permit. If you want to go outside, you have a visa not good enough, you must obtain an exit permit, permit from the MSC. Then you are allowed to go abroad. But now there's no more. Now Chinese crew, as long as you have a visa, you have no problem. You can go in out of China freely. So we ratified 2000, uh, MRC 2006, and at least we have uh, committed to the fundamental rights of seafarers. Uh, and also, as you know, our country strategy, one belt, one road. Actually, now they develop this 21st century maritime silk road. Uh, at least we work together with many other countries. For example, this, this year we work together with Myanmar. The two countries, we sign MOU, China will help Myanmar to train up more of their seafarers. 
So for foreign shipping companies, uh, actually you were considered to employ Chinese crew. Uh, the local government of China, there are some good policies uh, in promotion of Chinese seafarers. Okay, overall speaking, uh, Chinese various, what are the strengths? So these are the feedbacks from those foreign shipping companies who have been using Chinese seafarers. So Chinese seafarers, relatively, they are loyal. And most of the ship shipping company, they like the retention rate. They employ Chinese cadets, for example, they can work for this company for more than 10 years uh, or even more. Technically, they are very competent and also they are very hardworking, humble, with a good attitude. And Chinese various, they like challenge, they like promotion, they don't like to stay in, in, in one level, they prefer to go one level higher. Of course, they know all this can only be awarded through hardworking and good attitude. So overall speaking, the quality of Chinese virus in the past 20 years have been improved quite a lot. Okay, what about the cost? I believe this is, is a big concern um, for most of us here. So you know, Chinese crew, our salary used to be low. Uh, it's, it's, in, for example, uh, in, uh, in the late 90s, one Chinese master for dry cargo ships, the salary is about 1,600 US dollars. At that time, they are very happy. Uh, of course, now the value is also different. But now you can see the cargo master for Chinese also above 7,000. No big difference from any other nationalities in terms of the salary. But I can see they are still a bit competitive. It's, it's not higher than most of the nationalities. But this actually driven by the market. We all know in our industry, actually officers, especially the quality officers, still in shortage. So company, you may have two systems. When you just use the CBA rate, you sign with the union. Or you use the market rate. But China, we have so big number of offices. So how we know we pay the crew reasonably? So this year, Shanghai Shipping Exchange, they produce an index. They call it Chinese seafarers salary index. Every month, they will collect the information from the big ship owners, from the mining companies. Then they use a formula to calculate uh, to produce this index. Then for foreign ship owners, if you come to China, you want to judge whether your pay is reasonable or not what I mean is based on market rate, then you can go to SSU website, more or less the figure is around there. Of course, for Chinese fairers, if they want to know their pay is judged or not, they also can go to this website to take a look. 
Now we know because 30% of the world economy contributed by China. I believe more and more ships will carry cargo in or out of China. If you are the ship owner, if you have ships regularly calling China, if you use Chinese crew, you can save a lot on the traveling cost. So compared with other nationality, uh, at least for Chinese various, we have much lesser PNI clip. This information also provided by some of the clients. They see in some country, actually now the severe PNI clip is, is also a huge cost for them. Therefore, see, overall speaking, employment of Chinese various, uh, we can see is cost effective. Okay, come to the end. It's, it's my observation. So now we can see the experience learn, learning gained by Chinese various working on board boring ships over the past 25 years have provided Chinese various a better understanding of global shipping and shifted their perception about working on board boring ships. So enhance the comfortability of Chinese various employed by global shipping. So in a word, I can see our Chinese seafarers, the cross-culture communication is improved. Now China now is more internationalized. Same for our seafarers and our industry. So we can see uh, now our standard, the industry best practice, we all benchmark in international standard. So, now we are market economy. Chinese various can choose to work for national shipping company, can also choose to international shipping company. So all driven by the market. So now we can see every year the number of Chinese various working on board foreign ships is increasing. As I just mentioned, all of the quality also uh, have a big uh, improvement. Uh. So then you see the volume. So China, you see the volume should not be ignored. Uh, you should think about, because we, we have a big number. Uh, you, you, you have choices to select those candidates uh, who can meet your requirements. So at the end, I must see uh, in the past 25 years, Chinese crew industry has been changed a lot has been transformed a lot. Uh, not only seafarers, uh, in the years to come, what we can see, there will be more and more Chinese master and chief engineer. They may work ashore in the company actually as managers. So then we can see China will contribute the human resource capital uh, to the whole international shipping industry, the day ACRI is coming. Okay, before I end up my presentation, quickly I just introduce my company. Uh, we ACRI is a company based in both Singapore and Shanghai. Our core business is supplying Chinese virus. Uh, we are ACRI's first SRPS uh, license issued by MS in China. So currently we have a pool of 4,000 Chinese various. We serving about 40 over clients. The majority of clients are international clients. 
every year we take about 300 cadets from uh, about 20 maritime universities of China. We have a, a five recruitment office, uh, both in China, and also we have one recently we established in Myanmar, Yangon. Mm. So we also have a, a, a very big training center uh, nearby Shanghai. Uh, all our training programs uh, definitely conduct in English. Uh, this is our training center, a few pictures. We have all these kind of equipment simulator for navigation, engine room simulator, mock-up, this, everything. So this is a quick show to our clients. You will see quite a number of big names in our list. So what we can see, we are ready to supply more quality Chinese seafarers to international shipping companies. I look forward to your readiness. I hope you have chance you come to China, come to Shanghai, then you come to our company. Of course, you can go to any other of our counterparts to see, to talk to them, see whether they can actually help you in sourcing quality Chinese virus, build up a pool of quality Chinese virus for your fleet. Thank you very much.